The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When everyone else is teaching you defense, Nicholas is teaching you to go on the offense. Welcome to the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. Prevention is the key, and no one shows you how better. It all starts right here. Now, here is your host, Nicholas St. John. Hello, and welcome to the show. I am Nicholas St. John, your host today. And today we've got a very exciting show. The first segment I try to cover things that are in the news and this week there's two major pieces that have hit us one is guess what a new virus yay do these things ever stop no so if you've not heard of the zika virus yet you will the zika virus is although it's not new uh, after doing starting to do some research to find out what that virus was come to find out it was first discovered as far back as 1947. Okay, so even though it's new to us today, here's the problem. It's, uh, it's down in Brazil. It's another mosquito-borne virus like West Nile virus, dengue, and uh, well, malaria is carried by, carried by mosquitoes. It's actually not a virus it's a uh, it's a pathogen, and uh, so anyway, but it's they're all carried by mosquitoes, and the mosquito that carries Zika is a day as a daytime mosquito. Well, a lot of them, like West Nile virus, they tell you don't go out at dawn or dusk because these are evening mosquitoes and and through the night mosquitoes. Whereas this one that carries Zika, Z I K A, Zika virus is a daytime mosquito. Now, right now the outbreaks are happening down in Brazil. And while we here in North America and, and wherever you are, if you're not in Brazil, you're probably going, why does he even bother me with this stuff? Well, here's why. This summer is, is the Olympics down uh, in Brazil, which means now a lot of people are going to travel down there. They're out a lot during the day and as this gets ramped up, more and more people are going to get bitten by a mosquito, possibly carrying Zika. If you get bit by a mosquito bearing, uh, carrying Zika, uh, although it's not a real threat to you personally unless you have a very, very, very weak immune system, and the problem is that for pregnant women, it's causing birth defects. And so El, uh, El Salvador has just issued an advisory to women to not get pregnant. Forget this. Here's, here's how lame some of the stuff we're doing is El Salvador has issued an advisory to women not to get pregnant for two years. Why is that a solution? That's not a solution, guys. The solution is what? Quit, going, quit being on the defense. Quit wait, waiting for someone to come up with some kind of 
vaccine or something, which you know that's coming, right? So if you, you're in that mode, then you're just waiting for somebody else to figure out what to do. We know that every viral infection, every bacterial infection, it's a result if you get infected, which if you get bit by a Zika uh, carrying mosquito, you're going to get infected. The only question at that point is whether you're going to get an adverse reaction because your immune system is not strong enough to fight it. Okay, so let me give you uh, some notes here. Uh, I pulled this stuff off of the CDC website, um, the Zika virus. About one in five people infected with Zika will become ill. In other words, they'll develop some kind of symptoms. And the most common symptoms, of course, are what every other virus that we get gives you. Fever, rash, joint pain, um, redness of eyes, uh, you know, muscle pain, headaches, that kind of stuff. Now, they talk about an incubation period from the time of exposure to symptoms for Zika. It's not known. So they don't have any idea because there hasn't been enough of them studied or looked at to see really what is uh, what the deal is. So they don't know. Unlike Ebola, they say that if you have a really weak immune system, you'll get symptoms that start showing up in just two to three days. If you have a stronger immune system, it's not for three weeks. 21 days is the time period that they found that if you have a strong enough immune system with, and you, get, you contract Ebola, that you are not going to typically see any symptoms. If your immune system is strong enough, that you can get past 21 days. So that's the, what they call the incubation period. There is no incubation. What's happening is it's in your body. Your immune system's fighting it. And the que only question is, is it going to win or is it going to lose? So that's every everyone out there says the same thing. You are susceptible to West Nile virus, Zika, um, a rogue bacteria like MRSA. Uh, you get, go down the list, enteroviruses, SARS, MERS, uh, any of these. You are susceptible to losing that battle if you have a weak immune system. And then they go through this whole thing of what makes a weak immune system. Well, their definition of weak and my definition of weak, which should become your definition of weak, are completely two different things. They think that it's weak if you get this and it wins. Okay, My definition of weak is if it's not optimized and you end up getting infected and you show symptoms. Big difference. One, you can get a little bit sick. The other one can kill you. Those, I mean, we're talking about, when I talk about our healthcare system being uh, hijacked, it's hijacked from the idea that we end up having the wrong concept about how strong we should be with our immune system. Now, we, they'll tell you all the things that, well, here's what weakens your immune system. Well, I go through a ton of things, a lot more than they, they do. They tell you, you know, get get better sleep, um, reduce your stress, and eat fresh vegetables. And while that's kind of a good start, it's pathetic what you can do. So anyway, we need to quit accepting getting sick as a as just normal. Listen, I have friends who 
uh, can't go to you know very act I'm very active here, and they say, well, I you know I'd love to go dinner to dinner with you guys, but I'm sick. Like this is usual. We need to quit accepting getting sick as usual or normal. I'm telling you, you can have an immune system that is so strong that you can get a virus. Listen, we're fighting this stuff all the time. We're breathing in germs, viral ba- microbes, bacteria. We get toxins from our water and our foods and our just the environment. And so our body is fighting this stuff all the time. The only question is, is it going to be strong enough that you can beat it or not? And it's your choice. I mean, that's what I love about America. We have choices. The problem is that we have been duped. Our system has been hijacked. We're led to believe that just getting sick is part of life. I'm telling you, nothing further could be from the truth. You do not have to get sick again from a viral or rogue bacteria. So... If that's if you want to change your mindset from it's just part of life, then I, there's not much I can do for you. But if you don't like getting sick, you don't like taking care of a loved one and feeling helpless because when you get viral bacteria or, or a virus infection, they you know. And here's one of the crazy things in here is they tell you here's the treatment on CDCs for Zika. No vaccine or medications are available to prevent or treat Zika infections. That's from a very limited perspective. I'm telling you, our healthcare system has been hijacked. If you're going to listen to CDC, this is nonsense. So you see, there's no medications and no, um, there's no treatment. And then they tell you, if you get these symptoms, here's what we want you to do: go see your doctor. Hello, you just said there's no treatment or cure. Why, what good does it do for me to go see my doctor? What are they going to do? Tell you you're sick? You know, it's crazy. Listen, strengthening your immune system. Uh, the Zika, you can go – if you're going down to Brazil, which I wouldn't recommend anyone canceling that trip. If you're going to go to Brazil, go. But strengthen your immune system, and the best way to do it is that with a firm foundation, a solid foundation of increasing your daily intake of sodium ascorbate. Now, I I talk about it all the time, but you can get this in a powder. It's 227 uh, 227 grams for about $15 makes it very, very inexpensive. What you do want to find is the the brand that has a GMP label on it and non-GMO. Uh, this is this, the the GMP label means that it's third party certified that it's pure. Now there are several brands that do, and uh, if you want to know more about that, go get my book at Immunity Crisis. Dot info again immunitycrisis.info there's a, a 30 minute video goes through a lot of the things that I teach in the book and then you can get the book you can get uh, all three of my books on that website because uh, uh, one of them talks about prevention the other one if it gets by your your defenses then you can go ahead and you'll know how to raise and strengthen your immune system and do some things that will augment your immune system like colloidal silver and sambacol and organic coconut oil 
which I love. And if you're not using organic coconut oil, I'll be doing a show about organic coconut oil because this stuff is great. And it actually breaks down the shell that most uh, viruses are encapsulated in. Uh, the other news is that there is an out, has been outbreaks of whooping cough in Florida, and the interesting thing is, which uh, I, you know, I think I'll save this for the next segment because this is pretty powerful, and it'll just show you again the mindset. But ultimately, do not accept getting sick as normal. Uh, also, I'd love to have you call in and uh, and ask, ask me some questions. Our call in number here is eight six six. 472-5792, and uh, we'd love to hear you uh, hear any questions you have. I'd love to talk to you about this. And if you're tw- uh, if you go out for us and go out to Twitter or Facebook and write about this and do a hashtag get immune would be great. We'd love to have you uh, helping out, spreading the word. We need to get this out. We're all in this together. And while they talk about herd immunity, it's uh, it's us working together. So. Anyway, we we need to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to cover this whooping cough outbreak in Florida. When you hear some of the things that uh, they're saying, and this is from the uh, epidemiologist, it's going to blow you away. So stay tuned. We'll, We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nicholas has a free newsletter that you'll look forward to receiving. This is not your typical fluff-filled newsletter. It's filled with hard-hitting TV and radio interviews, articles, and blog posts that most others are afraid to put into print from a well-balanced and unbiased perspective that you'll find overwhelmingly refreshing. By subscribing to the newsletter and taking action, you'll be joining the team as this grassroots effort to take back our healthcare system grows with calls to action that can have tremendous ramifications. Go to immunitycrisis.info forward slash newsletter dot html or text the word crisis to 82888 and sign up for the free newsletter. That way, you can stay up to date and make sure you know what dangers are lurking and learn how to protect yourself and your family from them. You can also get Nicholas St. John's latest books at the immunitycrisis.info website. Join the team. The future is now. Visit immunitycrisis.info today. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to nicholas.stjohn at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot S-T-J-O-N at gmail.com. Now, back to the Health Cure Show. Hello and welcome back. I am your host, Nicholas St. John, and today we're covering some of the current events. And right now, uh, I'm going to go over what was it? They just published a, a report from uh, Florida, and there was a, apparently an outbreak in whooping cough uh, out in Florida from September 2013 to January 2014, which I know was a year ago, but they just published a report, so that's why this is news. Uh, so anyway, they – Ended up having uh, some 26 preschoolers, a couple of staff members, and 11 family members who came down with the whooping cough. Now, this is out in Leon County, uh, Florida, over about a five-month period. Now, the interesting thing is that almost all of these people – actually, their stats came back. I guess that's why it took them a year to compile this. But the question is if everybody's getting or the vast majority of people are getting – a vaccination for pertussis, which is the bacteria name for whooping cough, um, why are we having this outbreak? So uh, of this, five of 117 students that were attending the preschool, they had uh, – only five had not received all of the shots that required by their age, which meant that everyone essentially was at an inoculated level that they were – quote-unquote, statistically should have been at. So in that, uh, they said it was surprising that this outbreak occurred among a highly con- uh, vaccinated preschool population, uh, said five epidemiologists who are staff members of the Florida Department of Health in Tallahassee. Okay, they, they were writing to life science and anyway, uh, ends up coming down, generally thought to be protected against whooping cough through vaccination. So it was a big deal that here's a bunch of people who are supposed to be vaccinated, have an inoculation, should be protected against this, and here we've had this outbreak. So you can imagine kind of the horrors because why? They're pushing vaccinations on everything, and so the last thing you want to do is give an anti-vaxxer, someone who doesn't believe it in the first place, any ammunition. Well, that's exactly what this has done. And so they're really afraid that the anti-vaxxers are going to get this and run with it, which some of them really have. Um, To let you understand how significant this is, vaccination against the disease involves a series of five shots given to young children at two four and six months of age, so you get one and you get a couple boosters, then another one between 15 and 18 months, then another one, a fifth dose, between four and six years of age. And it says here in parentheses, however, the vaccine's protection against the disease can wear off as kids get older. So a booster dose of the vaccine is typically given now between ages of 11 and 18. That makes it six doses this stupid shot that's supposed to get uh, give us uh, an immunity listen guys if they're having to give you six booster shots or five booster shots in the initial uh, vaccination i think we need to start questioning whether this is effective or not 
and they're questioning whether it's effective. Now, apparently they changed it so that it was, quote-unquote, safer and with less side effects because there was one apparently in the 90s that was, quote-unquote, more effective, although – when we talk about – I talked about efficacy versus effectiveness of a vaccination. Efficacy is when they come back, they inoculate you, uh, give you the vaccine, inoculate you. Then they come back uh, a, a certain period of time that gives your body a chance to build the antibodies, and they test your blood to see if enough antibodies have been produced by the body to fight that specific uh, virus or bacteria or disease. And so it's called titering. If you they get tight if they titer you they'll test a hundred people and they'll find out that okay so it was effective or not effective but that we had an efficacy of say seventy percent what means is that means is seventy percent of the people who we gave a vaccine to actually created antibodies at a level we believe would thwart that disease that's all that means however. Without that explanation, we all think that efficacy and effectiveness are one and the same. They're not. Effectiveness would mean they had to have some kind of trial, some kind of controls. So when we hear efficacy, all that means is they've done a test and, and some people have created antibodies. Well, here's the problem with that with pertussis. So as we go through this, um, we talked about the sixth dose to uh, – to people, to kids given in between 11 and 18, and then they've now started giving another one. For crying out loud, how many of these do we need? There's another one given to pregnant women. It says they now receive a whooping cough vaccine during their th third trimester. In other words, while they're pregnant in the third trimester, they now receive a vaccine that they're they suppose, again, because there's not a lot of trials on this stuff, that it's going to help a newborn baby, which is the most susceptible to a uh, really serious adverse reaction to uh, whooping cough. Uh, people who get the whooping cough vaccine and still come down with the illness are more likely to have a mild case compared with those who never got the vaccine, the epidemiological staff said. Here's the problem with that statement. They can make these statements – but where is are the studies? Where are the double-blind, placebo-controlled studies that prove that statement? Now, there may be some out there, and I haven't done a lot of research to find out, but they just make these statements like they're fact. And I'm telling you, a lot of these statements are not. Uh, I, I talk about vitamin C and mega-dosing vitamin C, and the big story was this guy with H1N1 swine flu back in 2009, was in a coma. His, his wife and his kids said, we want you to give, went to the doctor and said, you've told us to unplug him in two days. We want you to mega-dose vitamin C, give him 25,000 milligrams of vitamin C in his IV drip uh, four times a day. The doctor came back and said, I can't do that. That could kill him. Okay, the first thing that we need to ask that doctor is, do you have one study? Is there one incident? Is there one shred of evidence that what you just said is true? Now, I understand why you might doubt it, but you can't just make statements like that and accept them as fact because when it comes to the – DOs and MDs and 
NDs and DCs that are promoting alternative, complementary, and nutritional uh, ways of treating the whole body to fight illnesses and viral infections and bacteria, we have a lot of observational studies. And the medical community will say, We've had this, and they don't call them observational studies, but you'll see they say, oh, we had 53,000 people. We've tracked over 14 years, and, and this group invariably you know, ate bananas on Tuesdays. And so our conclusion is that if you eat bananas on Tuesdays and the other group apparently didn't, that it will reduce your chances of, of uh, dying by, you know, from cardiac arrest or heart attack by 27.2%. Some I mean, it just is ludicrous, some of these things. And then when we give them uh, observational results of megadosing vitamin C on a whole myriad of, of uh, diseases and you know cancers and stuff like that, and they talk about improved quality of life and all that, and they go, oh, those aren't valid. Okay, we have to quit letting them do that. They've, that's hijacking our healthcare system, guys. Quit letting them do that. They're not, it's not their health. It's your health. So we got to quit playing catch up. We have to quit letting them dictate to us the things that they just off the cuff say that they can't back up with studies. If they're going to make us back everything up with a study, then we need to hold them to the same standard. Keep in mind, doctors work for you. Now, they'll make it sound like it's the other way around, like they're the boss and you're the employee and you have to do what they say. That is wrong. You hire a doctor like you hire a plumber or a mechanic or you know a gardener or whatever. They're just people we hire. Now, it's not to say we don't re- that we disrespect them, but it also doesn't mean that we just roll over and take everything they say for as gospel truth. You don't. So it's your health care. If they give you a bad uh, uh, treatment because they didn't spend enough time really diagnosing what the root causes and they're just treating symptoms and then you die there's no do-overs you need to take control of this from the very get-go so do research look at alternative ways to do this so let's get back to the uh, I know I get sidetracked but those are some of the points you need to understand the doctors work for you you can fire them like you fire anybody else all right it's your health if they make a bad decision they don't suffer from it you do and your family and your loved ones do. So we, this article continues, um, and they talk about 33 children in the outbreak of pertussis. 28 of them had received three or more vaccinations. 23 had received four or more vaccinations. They also estimate the, the vaccine effectiveness rate among the all preschool students to be, stand by, a whopping 45%. 45% effectiveness. Now, I have no idea what their, what study they did to give you an effectiveness rate, but they're saying 45%. Is it, is it worth the risk to have them pump into your body aluminum, formaldehyde, and some preservatives at a 45% effectiveness rate? Not in my book especially when you know that you could cure whooping cough in as little as 4 to 24 hours. All right, so uh, they talk about a waning immunity. Waning immunity has been seen in the pertussis vaccine in 7 to 10 years. 
look, we're still reacting and playing catch-up. We have to quit doing that. Uh, so that's the whole deal about this outbreak. Uh, listen, we're, uh, we're about to go on break. Go to my website, immunitycrisis.info. Go to the bottom. If you want to send me an email, there's a place to do. Contact us. There's also a place to get on my newsletter. And you can get the whole article, which I'm about to cover, on anti-vaxxers. So uh, we're going to go on break. I, uh, I want you to stay tuned because this information on anti-vaxxers is uh, very, uh, very interesting. It's going to give you numbers and ammunition you've never had before. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show & Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Nicholas has a free newsletter that you'll look forward to receiving. This is not your typical fluff-filled newsletter. It's filled with hard-hitting TV and radio interviews, articles, and blog posts that most others are afraid to put into print from a well-balanced and unbiased perspective that you'll find overwhelmingly refreshing. By subscribing to the newsletter and taking action, you'll be joining the team as this grassroots effort to take back our healthcare system grows with calls to action that can have tremendous ramifications. Go to immunitycrisis.info forward slash newsletter dot html or text the word crisis to 82888 and sign up for the free newsletter. That way, you can stay up to date and make sure you know what dangers are lurking and learn how to protect yourself and your family from them. You can also get Nicholas St. John's latest books at the immunitycrisis.info website. Join the team. The future is now. Visit immunitycrisis.info today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to nicholas.stjohn at gmail.com. That's n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s dot s-t-j-o-n at gmail.com. Now, back to the Health Cure Show. All right, and welcome back. I am your host, Nicholas St. John, and this is the Health Cure Show. And before I get started into this segment, I want to uh, just quickly say, look, I appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you're listening to a replay of this, listen, I want to hear from you. But we also need the help getting the word out. The information I'm talking about can save lives. It can make lives better. Uh, the information that you can get and you can share with others. Uh, this is a different perspective. A lot of shows, uh, TV shows and things that I watch, they talk about, cat. they're always playing catch up. 
What is the medical community and science community doing to, once I get a disease, how do they get me out of it or how do we slow down the symptoms? Okay, so anyway, uh, I need your help. Go out to Twitter and tweet or, or go to Facebook and, and make a comment about this. Put in a hashtag, get immune, G-E-T-I-M-M-U-N-E, get immune, and start getting the word out to this because this is powerful. This can help people. Our, our healthcare system has been hijacked. We need to take it back. So um, in this segment, I, I want to go through uh, an article that I wrote and posted out on my blog um, viruswhisperer.com and so uh, out there you can get to that uh, uh, viruswhisperer.com and get that or go to go to immunitycrisis.info and uh, I'll sign up for my newsletter and I will send you a, this a, a link to this article because this I'm going through anti-vaxxers and stats so let's get started on this I have a lot of information here so uh, in that I talk about uh, a local station that did a couple segments on uh, this whole controversy of vaccines. This is not going away anytime soon. As a matter of fact, it's been around for all, about two centuries already, this controversy of vaccinations. But a little, a little history. Um, a little history is that I'm uh, – uh, when you go through this, uh, that it's been around a long time, the, the history – Vaccinations. The first one was done in 1796 uh, by a doctor, um, Edward Jenner, who did it with smallpox. And now smallpox has been eradicated, so that was very successful. Uh, but that was the first vaccination. Uh, when they talk about people not wanting to get it, the, uh, uh, the, the issue is that there are people uh, who are uh, – Doing some stuff that uh, we we questioned because there's been some problems with vaccines in the past. There's been people who have died from there, have had some really adverse reactions, and so there are people who are question the safety of these things. So the so in this article, I talk about that. This news channel did a couple segments on it. Ends up, and they talked to someone who was. Uh, exempt from it because of medical reasons, and then they talked to another family who had chosen for religious or personal reasons not to get their children vaccinated. They both had valid reasons. Unfortunately, the way they slanted it kind of made the anti-vaxxers, the people who did not want to subject themselves to the vaccines, as being cruel, as not being loving, as not really caring for their children, and they were the bad guys. Well, they gave numbers. So I went out and did some research and got the numbers to see really what that looked like. Here are the numbers. For the school district called US 259 in, uh, in Wichita here, the public school system, the numbers break down like this. There's 51,330 students over 12 grades, and of them, a whopping 444 students have opted out of getting a vaccine. That ratio, that percentage is point zero point eight six percent less than one percent total student population that has not been vaccinated. Okay, so in uh, in that four four hundred forty four, the ratio 
so I counted these and I went out to the National Statistics and found out it's the same ratio here as it is across the country. 40% is, are those who take a medical exemption. 60% are those that, that don't get vaccinated that take religious or personal exemptions. And so of this 444, 178 were medically exempted. In other words, their doctors felt that they had a condition that their compromised immune system would not let the body create antibodies and would do them no good to get a vaccine. So you take 178 from 444, the 60% leaves you with 266 religiously or personally exempted students. So we have 178 medical, 266 religious. So let's break that down into grade school and and high school. So grade school, there's 305, I counted in our statistics here, 305 of the 444 students uh, out of 27,000 students representing 1.1%. 27,500, 305 is 1.1%. That equates to 122 medical exempted versus 183 uh, religious or personal exempted from getting vaccines. 183 divided by six grades. Okay, so you divide that out, it's 31 students per grade. Now we have dozens and dozens and dozens of schools here. That works out to about one and a half students per grade. One and a half students, does that really sound like it's a huge threat? No. But this is what the whole controversy is. It's out of perspective. It's one and a half students per grade, not per class, because there would be multiple classes in a grade school, right? It's one and a half students per grade of all the kids. So that's the ratio in grade school. Are you starting to get the picture here? This is blown way out of proportion. Now, uh, that's hardly an invasion, Right, uh, But that's the way it's painted. They're going to kill all of us because a, a handful of people have not been vaccinated. All right, so if let's go um, – so of the high school, uh, those numbers are uh, a, a little bit different. Let's see here. Uh, it ends up being, I think, about four people uh, in – four people who are not uh, vaccinated per – I think it's per – grade per school. Listen, most of these classes have got 700 to 900 kids in them, and to have four people on average out of seven to 900, how is that going to kill everyone off? So I hope you guys are starting to understand how much out of proportion this is blown. This is ridiculous. To even think this is a problem is uh, is. It's just – it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. Don't listen to it. Get on my newsletter. Go to immunitycrisis.info. Go to the bottom. Sign up for uh, for my uh, for my newsletter and uh, and and get on there so you can get this article so you have these stats, okay? So here's what I find interesting. If you are a pro-vaxxer, you want everyone to get a vaccination regardless – of uh, with the exception of medical, you think no one should be able to opt out? Okay, 
the anti-vaxxers aren't saying nobody should get it. They just want the option for them and their family not to get it. Now, I understand that people have got medically exempted kids say, well, the more of those people that don't get it, they're going to put us at risk. But again, these numbers are well within the herd immunity, which I write about in this, and you'll know more about that if you get the article. So again, get the the um, thing. So you know you can get this and, and read it, but get on my newsletter, and you can see what uh, you know what these numbers look like. So anyway, uh, that's uh, that's part of it. Let me get through this. Uh, yeah, they have the freedom to choose. But we don't have the freedom to choose. So, so if someone's pro-vax, they go, you know, you have to just get it. Even if it – listen, if you if you, you, you don't want it and you get it and then something happens, an adverse reaction or worse, a child dies because they do die from these vaccinations. There have been kids who have died from it, and the, the board or the group that does these uh, – hears that because you can't sue the government. You can't sue the pharmaceutical company, so there's a special – a special thing that is set up uh, for uh, for listening to them, and they've paid out 3.6 billion dollars. Okay, so uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's the issue of going and and trying to get if something happens. Listen, there's no do-overs in this. You can't let them just bully you into this. So. If you think that the vaxxers – actually, when you get these outbreaks, you would think that these uh, pro-vaxxers would be ecstatic when a disease comes out because what? It will probably kill all of us. We can get immunized, but uh, which sounds cruel, but they kind of act like it's an us and them thing. Listen, we're not trying to hurt anybody, and, and the problem is that these diseases that we're getting a lot of these uh, things for is they're, they're inconvenient – uh, diseases. They have a very low threat of death level, and it's just very, very low. Let me go through this real quick. Measles in German measles is one out of 6,700 people die. One in 6,700, and the only reason that person died was because they had a very, very, very weak or compromised immune system. That's a 0.015%. Now, I'm saying this you know, through the broadcast, so you can't really see the numbers, but it's Zero point one percent, one five percent. Chickenpox is one out of forty thousand die. Zero point zero zero four five two five percent mumps. One out of eighty percent or eight thousand is a zero point zero one two five percent pertussis. One out of twenty four hundred zero point zero four percent. These are not high threats, guys. Ebola, on the other hand had a mortality rate that was 33 to 50%. Uh, so it was, you know, when you look at those kinds of mortality rates, yes, you should be very concerned about Ebola. These, on the other hand, are very low. Even before the vaccine, measles infected 3 to 4 million people, mostly children, a year, and out of 3 to 4 million, 450 died. Again, if you had a strong immune system, those 450 wouldn't have died. The problem is no one's teaching them how to have a strong immune system. So uh, uh, we go down. The other big one is tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. Okay, and while they have a little bit higher 
uh, and someone can cause because they're bacteria and they can cause a lot more like you know particular there'll be a particular organ failure or they can have long-term effects but again with a strong immune system as soon as this stuff gets started it just isn't a problem so anyway listen we got to take a break i will wrap this up and uh and see you on the other side of the break so uh stand by again i'm going to go through the last part of this uh anti-vaxxer and what uh, all this herd immunity stuff is so uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nicholas has a free newsletter that you'll look forward to receiving. This is not your typical fluff-filled newsletter. It's filled with hard-hitting TV and radio interviews, articles, and blog posts that most others are afraid to put into print from a well-balanced and unbiased perspective that you'll find overwhelmingly refreshing. By subscribing to the newsletter and taking action, you'll be joining the team as this grassroots effort to take back our healthcare system grows with calls to action that can have tremendous ramifications. Go to immunitycrisis.info forward slash newsletter dot html or text the word crisis to 82888 and sign up for the free newsletter. That way, you can stay up to date and make sure you know what dangers are lurking and learn how to protect yourself and your family from them. You can also get Nicholas St. John's latest books at the ImmunityCrisis.info website. Join the team. The future is now. Visit ImmunityCrisis.info today. We all want to live a healthy, vibrant life. With so many toxins in our world, it becomes an uphill battle. Inflammation is the premise of all disease and comes from four sources of toxins. With a proper understanding of toxins as well as proper detoxification and nutrition, disease can be avoided. Tune in to Whole Healthy Living with Sharon Brennan and learn how you can live a clean, whole, and healthy life in a toxic world. Start your journey Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the Health Cure Show with Nicholas St. John. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to nicholas.stjohn at gmail.com. That's n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s dot s-t-j-o-n at gmail.com. Now, back to the Health Cure Show. All right, and welcome back. I'm your host, Nicholas St. John, on the Health Cure Show. Uh, before I do this last segment, uh, listen, we need uh, to, to get the word out. Also, if you know of someone who would like to be a guest on my show, I would love to have them on. If you, if you know a doctor, uh, you know somebody who's in alternative or complementary medicine, uh, anyone like that, you know, have them get in touch with uh, the uh, – 
executive producer here for the show or email or text me. Uh, go down to immunitycrisis.info. Go to the bottom uh, and do the contact us and send me that information. We'll get in touch with them. So uh, let's let's wrap this up. I have a, a bunch of stuff to finish off here with the uh, anti-vaxxer uh, uh, article that I wrote, like I said, if you go get on my newsletter, I will send you this information. Also, go to immunitycrisis.info. Order, you know, get my books. They're all in PDF. You order them. Uh, there's three, I think there's three books there. You get two of them as a bonus, uh, plus the immunitycrisis.info, which is my latest one. And I go into this stuff a lot more in depth. So, um, let's go on. So, we were talking about the anti-vaxxers. We were talking about how the attitudes are. We talk about how, what uh, how, what level threat this stuff really is. Again, they make it sound like everyone's going to die off. Listen, these were low, low, low threat level diseases before they started getting vaccinated. Uh, our living conditions were getting better. We were getting cleaner water. We were getting better sanitation. They were all coming down before vaccination started. Now, while I I, I'm not going to tell you not to get one. Uh, as a matter of fact, my disclaimer is that I'm not a doctor and I'm not trained in medicine or, or a practitioner of any kind, so I can't you know, diagnose, cure, or, or recommend. I can tell you what I would do, and, and then you can look at the research that I have in my books that are backed up by PhDs and MDs and uh, you know, dozens and dozens of abstracts with MDs and research and scientists around the world. I've read hundreds and hundreds of abstracts by uh, noted scientists and researchers and medical experts. So uh, we were talking about tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, and I already covered the fact that there's a shot when you're as little as two months old, and then you get five and now six boosters, and the sixth one, of course, comes um, when you're in your teens and now a seventh one if you're pregnant and you're in your third trimester okay so the you know we we keep thinking that that's going to solve things and we're finding this outbreak and they're saying well we really hope that it's an an isolated incidence but I'll tell you now there are outbreaks every single year of this stuff so already I'm telling you it's not isolated and what's their solution we need to come up with a better vaccine. No, we need to strengthen our immune system so we don't get this stuff in the first place. Our healthcare system has been hijacked. Our foods don't have the nutrients we need. Our digestive system doesn't have the probiotics, the good bacteria that it needs to digest it. Even if you had great food, uh, our systems over time, and that's why invariably they list over 50. If you're over 50 years of age, you've got a weakened immune system. Well, why would you have a weakened immune system if you're over 50? Primarily because if you get antibiotics, uh, that kills off a lot of the good bacteria. Uh, if you're not resupplying it with good back probiotics and good bacteria, then if 70% of our immune system is in our intestines, no matter what you do, no matter how many supplements you take, no matter how good or organic or whatever it is you're taking, uh, you eat, it's not going to get into your system if you don't digest it properly. So in, the, in my books, I talk about probiotics and which one uh, came out the to on the top of, of the list of some 30 that were diagnosed and uh, or uh, tested 
for. Uh, I talk about the organic coconut oil, and I talk about prebiotics and the damaged antibiotics doing, and vaccinations. I'm talking about vaccinations here. Vaccines, by design, suppress your immune system. No one knows how far they come back. About vaccines, polio has been mostly eradicated from the North and South American continents, Europe, most of Asia, and most of Africa. There's a few third world countries where it's still um, still in, and I just saw um, a segment on 60 Minutes where they had interviewed Bill and Melinda Gates. Their goal is to eradicate polio. I'm not sure that that's a possibility, but it's certainly a worthwhile goal. Um, but if you knew what Dr. Klenner did w- during the outbreak of polio in 48-49, 60 patients came into his office, 60 patients left his office, 100% cured some six years before a vaccine came out. Had a 100% cure rate. Why? Because he knew that if you strengthen the immune system, it, it will take care of these things. So all of this stuff, no matter how much you come into this, uh, you know, if if all we do as you know, if you're an anti-vaxxer and you say, you know, you're telling people, you know, I'm not getting it, it's it's close to criminal if you don't have a way to strengthen your immune system to fight these if you get them. And so that's why that's why I'm doing this show. That's why I want, need you to tell others that they can strengthen their immune system. So if they choose not to get the vaccine that they're not going to be left vulnerable. How much worse would it be to not get a vaccine and then become vulnerable and something happens because you contracted the disease? Okay, I, That's not what I want. That's not what any of us want. But they're not teaching you how to strengthen your immune system. So uh, there's a group of things you can do. You can uh, – and I, like I said, I go through this book in my book. Uh, to strengthen your immune system. First, last week I covered the foundation. The foundation is have plenty of vitamin C, sodium ascorbate in your system, a lot, not just a little. Uh, now, taking 1,000 milligrams or 2,000 will get you started in the right, in the right direction. But for most people, for an optimized immune system, it's usually in the five to 6,000 milligram range, and that's if you're healthy. If you're sick, it can be two and three times that amount. And then there's vitamin D3. There is probiotics, making sure every every time they you get sick, quit taking antibiotics and stuff. It kills off your immune system uh, when you do it. Sugar, which I don't cover in the book, but I found articles now show, so, showing that you drink one soda with all that sugar in it, and it can suppress your immune system for up to five hours. Okay? So – uh, you know, we're getting uh, ready to close out of here. Go to my website, immunitycrisis.info. Uh, get my books. Get on the newsletter so you know uh, what you can do to strengthen your immune system. We're not playing games here. We are taking back our health care system and our health. So we don't want to make ourselves vulnerable. If someone you know has said, let's not get the vaccines for our kids, make sure they get this information, immunitycrisis.info. Get my books. They're very inexpensive. They can save you hundreds and thousands of dollars from from having to go see the doctor and from getting sick and worse yet, being the feeling of helplessness when someone gets hit by a virus. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than that feeling. I don't want you ever feeling that again. Do not accept as normal getting sick. It's a lie. 
You do not have to get sick. Learn how to boost your immune system. Learn how to make it optimal. And so immunitycrisis.info, uh, get the, get on my newsletter. We've got a website, again, the books, and I've got courses coming out. So uh, I want to thank you for the show today. Again, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Tune in next week. We're going to have another exciting show. So I want to say goodbye today. Stay healthy, boost your immune system, and, and help others around you do the same thing. Because we're all in this together and the future is now. Thanks for listening to The Health Cure Show. Be sure to join Nicholas St. John again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Learning to stay healthy this week and every week because the future is now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 